The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Somewhere Eddie's going to be looking down on this night, proud that all the guys went out there and put on a show for him. He would have wanted the show that has been in his family his entire life to go on. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored, and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, 
Benny Mac. Welcome to episode 36 of In The Corner. Thank you very much for everybody that downloaded uh, yesterday's episode. Sai uh, joining us for 30 years of Raw. We barely scratched the surface in terms of uh, <laughs> all the memories that are there for Monday Night Raw. But joining me once again, my tag team partner, the other half of the tag team champions, uh, Mr. Tyler, all the way from the US again, joining me. Tyler, how are you, buddy? Manny, I am doing wonderful. It, like I've said many a times, it is always a pleasure to join you on In the Corner. Very much appreciate it, mate. It's a great episode yesterday. I had so much fun with yourself and uh, Sai. So just want to send a, a thank you out to Sai once again, the uh, the wise man coming on to the, in the corner and boosting our ratings. Because let's face it, if this was, we'd be the Sunday night heat to his Monday night raw in terms of chain wrestling. So we appreciate him popping by and uh, boosting our ratings a bit, Sai. Yeah, we do. I uh, thank you, Sai. You know, Benny, w- what an episode. Go check it out. Uh, it's the newest and latest episode of In the Corner. It's the best moments, at least from our perspectives, of Monday Night Raw. And uh, yeah, Sai Powell is the one that uh, writes the big checks. So yes, <laughs> he, he deserves it. He's our uh, He's our wise man, for sure. He did tell us to stop doing the whole boss thing, didn't he, yesterday? But, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did uh, prohibit us, and, and I don't know if that was in the contract, but, uh, you know, he may have to find me. I hope he don't fire me. I may, I may <laughs> uh, lose some of the money, but I'll make sure Benny gets the rest of it. Uh, well, you know, it'd have, it'd have to be in the amendments. I don't remember seeing it in the contract either, so don't worry about it. Uh, no, it was great to have him on, really. Um, it was. It's just so, so uh, you know... I enjoyed doing the quiz with you guys at the end as well. I, <laughs> I had so much fun. Um, don't get me wrong. I was powering through quickly to try and get online and get all these sound effects ready. Um, and I managed to get them where I needed to get them. And it was so cool to have you guys do it. Um, Sai wins the first ever in the corner quiz. Um, two, uh, two, one to Tyler. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe, maybe in the future we'll do a bit of a, more of a longer one, maybe we'll, you know, maybe you can choose a year, like a mastermind type thing or something. But, you know, it was good fun. Yeah, the quizzes were amazing. And that's a testament to the creativity of, of this program. And Cy, I got to give it to him. He's a historian. I should have known better. I should have <laughs> done the Eddie Guerrero lie, cheat and steal. And and I do the run in while the referee's back was turned. But he, he's just so talented. I mean, the guy, it's like he had eyes in the back of his head. He he saw my attack coming. Uh, but don't worry, they there will be a next time. And uh <laughs> yeah, but I, I did but but seriously, it was a lot of fun and and hey, congratulations to Cy. Yeah, man, definitely. Um yeah, it was it was cool to have him on. We, we you know, we booked him before. Unfortunately things didn't pan out and he couldn't make it, but we got him on eventually, so it's been uh, it's been really cool to have him on, like I said. But uh, um, so we're going to be talking some. Uh, we're going to go back to regularly scheduled programming here, not regularly scheduled hostilities, which is also on SJP World Media, ladies and gents. Yeah, another great show. Absolutely. Um, so just want to give them a shout. I don't think they know who I am. They don't listen to this show. They they might know who you are. You're a bit more famous than me, Tyler, despite what you say. Well, but, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are asking me for my autographs. No, you're you're too kind. <laughs> uh, I do know uh, Josh DeBoard is sister Yvonne, and of course uh, Ben, or maybe his name's Chuck. I, I've got it wrong, but I, I do know them uh, very well, and they've got a great show. They're passionate, man, and that's what you get on uh, that show. R S 
you know, RSH. I had yeah, trouble yeah. with my S's, part of me. So, but that, that was, uh, that's a great show. It's cool. I've seen a few live ones, uh, to be honest. I know size has been on there a few times as well, but yeah. Um, but we're going to be talking some raw. I just want to let everyone know you can follow the show at in the corner, WWE, uh, email the show at in the corner, uh, WWE at gmail.com. Um, and we're going to be talking raw. So the schedule's changed a bit because of we wanted to do the things with Cy. And so, yeah, um, you know, and also on uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon-ish, the SmackDown uh, sort of look back from a self-review, whatever you want to call it, will be up because, of course, it is the 28th of, uh, on the 28th of January, we've got the, this year's Royal Rumble tie, which we're going to be talking about in a little bit. Yeah, but we do. I'm buzzing for it, hey, man. Yeah, and I'm I'm buzzing myself for it as well. We got Royal Rumble, and hey, folks, go check out Benny's SmackDown reviews. I mean, when he goes solo as well, because it it's just fantastic stuff. I'm have to get Roman saying solo and put it on as the old sound effect. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think that is a phenomenal sound effect. With all due respect, to AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. If I do say so myself. I mean, let's ask Steve Austin. Do you do you think I should be using the solo soundbite from Roman? What? Let's hear it. What? What? Eight or whatever. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> this takes me back to my radio days, starting to use sound effects to just try and entertain people, basically. But yeah, let's uh, let's <laughs> let's dive in to uh, Monday Night Raw thirtieth uh, anniversary. Um, yeah, let's do it. Overall, I think we did kind of cover it on yesterday's show kind of briefly. Overall, not a bad show overall, I, th- I think. Um, you know, what, what are your no, thoughts? No, it wasn't bad. Uh, my impressions were uh, legends still draw. I think you and Sai brought that point up when we were discussing our favorite moments of, of Raw. The three decades, 30 years, hard to believe. That That is an amazing accomplishment, achievement, however you want to phrase it. Uh, there was some decent uh, competition. I don't want to say it was great, but I, I think I understand the reasoning, Benny, and I know we'll talk about it further is you've got a big premium live event coming up and just like we'll see at SmackDown, it doesn't mean you can't get great match quality, but they may not want to uh, give everything away for free when you can get it on Peacock and, and go check it out. That, that's kind of my hypothesis about why we, we saw some changes and to the format and, and with respect to creative, I don't know your feelings on that. Did you kind of get the sense or feeling that, that that's why some of these um, matches got cut short or, or maybe they just didn't deliver a certain way? I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to uh, to think on how you would uh, come at it from a perspective. I mean, in terms of the, um, unfortunately, the cage match, I did mention it on yesterday's show, but unfortunately the cage match got cut allegedly. And it makes sense because of the first, the opening segment of the show with Roman and all that, which right. we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but compared to past um, like anniversary shows, so Raw 1000, 25 years of Raw, you know, now 30, obviously. Um, if you look back at the others, I would say the Legends had bigger parts in the show, if that makes any sense. This time it felt more, yes, the Legends are here. Yes, we're going to have Flair come out. Yes, we've got card game going back we've got ron simmons in for you know and all that and godfather and all that kind of irs and all, all these people i mean i do understand yeah, oh sorry go on no i oh, i didn't mean to interrupt you but no i i agree i, th- I think they they did feel bigger on the previous episodes of when raw would celebrate these anniversaries or 
or yeah. just have the special location. I mean, we, we saw Hulk Hogan come out and uh, talk, but I felt bad for him because then his mic malfunctioned, and then they're like, get him a new <laughs> mic, Corey Graves. And, and then we would see Ric Flair, which was cool. He introduces Charlotte, you know, and and we he gets everybody gets the big reaction. And for those people who, who don't want to see the legends, you know, here's the uh, truth of the matter. People are still reacting to them. So that that's why we mean there's still box office attractions, uh, these big names that are Hall of Famers, a lot of them. And But you're right. They, there was a lot of the, just the backstage banner. Why didn't we see Medusa in the ring or, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. not necessarily in the ring or, or see APA, see a, the segment with Godfather or Corbin or, or JBL or at least a bigger backstage production. I, I felt like maybe it was due to the format having to change so much that I understand why they did it, but you're right. There was a feeling of, yeah, the legends are here, but you know, they only had time for a couple of big yeah. moments and I don't necessarily, yeah, think, I, it felt left out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing though, because um, I don't, I mean, I appreciate the legends. Definitely. Um, I've got favorites as we spoke about the other night and, um, you know, you've got favorites. We've all got different sure. things, but, um, I, I kind of liked it to a, not, maybe we could have had a tad more, but I, I quite liked it in a way that I don't want to feel like the legends aren't there, but at the same time, not taking too much time away from the people that are leading up to a paper. Maybe that is the main crux of it. Cause we are so close to the rumble. Maybe that's what they have. They got to fit these stories in to get to where they need to get to for Rumble, maybe. So, um, I mean, one of the bigger ones, let's face it, um, was Taker coming out. American, oh, yeah, Taker uh, was huge. American uh, Badass no, as well. Um, yeah, excuse me. No, I, I think you're right. That's all I was going to say. I, I think that's correct. They, You like to see the progression of the uh, the current storylines without the legends. Sometimes it would overshadow the, the new talent. And the, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I forget. It's even the basic uh, the point of view that that you enlightened us with Benny and and I I was just going to say I I concur. Yeah, it's just it's just I think um, like I said, close to a pay per view. Sometimes I mean when I, I liked it when Heath Slater did the thing leading up to I think it was maybe Raw one thousand with the legends coming out yeah, every week and beating him was. in seconds and squashing. <laughs> that was funny, but like I think there was a time and a place. Um, yeah, if you're going to do it, yeah, okay, maybe we could have had a bit more, but I don't want to, things to be taken away. You know, like say, so for argument's sake, I was a bit worried about LA Knight because obviously he, a taker, interrupted him. And we they built LA Knight up, and I think LA Knight is up and rolling, you know, really well at the moment. And it's just a case oh, of, um, like, it's just, I don't, I don't want him to be destroyed by The Undertaker because I feel like that would take away from his stock a little bit um, in a sense of, um, you know, he's got a big match coming up. So, like, when you haven't got a big match coming up and stuff like that, you know, that makes more sense. But to have um, him be destroyed, you know, within seconds or something would be, I think would take away from him a little bit uh, leading into that big match with, um, with, uh, with Bray, sorry. So Bray, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I think too, you could look at it. He's, he's getting that rub that it yeah. didn't damage him. Like you said, he did. He didn't take the choke slam. I, I didn't mind the tease by taker to LA night and LA night. I, I'm so glad that he's, reverted back to the the personality we all know him to be from NXT and, and then before that uh, prior to coming into WWE 
And I liked that Bray snuck up on him. Uh, and I liked how The Undertaker's music came out and talking about kind of giving the illusion we were going to get the the old dead man. But but wait a minute, we're getting the biker gimmick that was, at, I think, at the end of the Attitude Era, maybe the beginning of the Ruthless Aggression Era that was so famous. And uh, I enjoyed it. And L.A. Knight, you, you kind of had the feeling a legend was going to have to come out. He, he was talking a lot of it, the smack and, and talking a great game. The guy knows how to cut promos. He's got the energy. He's charismatic as L.A. Knight and talented in the ring. And uh, we're all curious to what's going to happen at this lights out match for Royal Rumble. And we're going to get there. But and this all led to it because it it was a preview in a sense to Royal Rumble and to see Bray come out there with a lantern. And at first you think, well, is it really Bray? Because we've seen Uncle Howdy on Raw. We we don't know if this is really Bray. And then it it revealed himself. Oh, it is Bray. And it, it was cool. It was the passing of the torch moment because Taker, once he uh, choked L.A. Knight to tease for the choke slam. He he threw him over to Bray to execute his sister Abigail, and and then whispered in his ear. And that's so mysterious. That's kind of going back to the nuances of psychology. That is so epic between when Undertaker's involved in some and, and Bray Wyatt. These guys are just masterful storytellers representing each's generation. How do you feel about that? Because I'm wondering, what did he say? <laughs> There's been a lot of memes going out in there and stuff. I th- I think he said. What you should do is, Bray, you should listen to In the Corner on SJP World Media. Uh, no, there's been yeah, a- that's what he was saying. No, th- I think that's exactly what he was saying. And Bray was like, yeah, it's award-winning. There, there's a lot of, you know, <laughs> forget the Oscars it. over here. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Dave Meltzer gave it 100 stars. Even if you don't like Meltzer, he gave it 100 stars. So I, I think it's fantastic. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly <laughs> what Taker was saying. He's like, can you imagine Benny on that bike down there? He would look killer. That guy would look yeah, tough. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I think he was saying. Bray was like, yeah, you know, I think, you know, he could be part of the wide family. I, I could see Benny Mac joining me. Let's do it. Let's discuss the booking backstage. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, it's, I think it's I think it should. Um, I feel like maybe it should stay a mystery. We shouldn't know. Maybe years later when Bray, if he ever does like a. Um, like a biography about his time as the fiend and Bray Wyatt and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's a good, I feel like he's almost passing the torch to Bray to a degree. Um, I, I did feel re- so too. Yeah. I, that, that's how I viewed it. And a lot of people, even on social media, were, were bringing up some good points that that's what it appeared. Yeah, of course. So, um, but whether, um, whether it goes any further than that, I don't know. I don't think it will, to be honest. I know some people are clambering for a, Another match with Taker. Um, you know, it's cool to see the American Badass. Don't get me wrong. I actually, I know some people prefer, you know, the, uh, and I do as well. Don't get me wrong. The whole, you know, the dead man, you know, the cas- caskets and all that kind of stuff. The old school. You obviously do a fantastic impression of Paul Bearer. Um well, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, and I, that's why I do have an affection and affinity for that character. But I'm with you. There, there is something when he was reinventing his career with that that biker gimmick that was uh, changing the game. I mean, it, when he came out, I was scared of the Undertaker, but I, I was equally as intimidated by this uh, fixture, part of the uh, reinvention of of the gimmick. Uh, so I, I'm with you. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad they kind of did the gong and then you, you heard the Kid Rock song. That that was a nice transition. I, I liked the Kid Rock song. Um, it was what he returned to, wasn't it? A Judgment Day back in, I think, uh, uh, ooh, crikey, what's that, yes. 2000? No. So, um, 
Yeah, it was Judgment Day, but I'm sure you've got the year correct. If you listen to me and sign the quiz, we should have got the Brock Lesnar question, but you know we were in the ballpark. <laughs> Benny said, but uh, it, it, we were wrong, even though sign won. Uh, you know, it's I'm glad to say that we were both off on that one. Uh, we're both kicking ourselves, you know, at the same time. Don't worry, about it, man. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, no, it was cool to see. Very cool to see Undertaker. Um, but uh, yeah, the little whisper, I think, is a nice way of kind of, again, I've already said it, passing the torch a little bit. Um, what he actually mm. said, I have no idea, to be honest. And if it stays uh, nobody like that, does. I'll be happy with it staying like it as is. Um, I feel like maybe because I know Bray's character, maybe the Fiend character a little bit, but it's not really the same as Undertaker in a sense of taking souls and all this kind of stuff. But um, No, it's not. I mean, there, there's some... Uh differences even though that's a spooky character as well the fiend and even this uh bray the eater of the worlds it's kind of like a uh, a mixture of some of the fiend and his original character coming in on the main roster would you agree i mean i, I kind of feel you can see some similarities with each kind of personality we we talked about his bray facing personalities it looks like maybe he's facing actual characters and uncle howdy I, i'll just be honest and i'll just add this alexa bliss to me I don't want to say Bray's story is getting stale because there's a lot to be told in his general story overall. But Alexa Bliss has just been so good playing this demented, darker incarnation of her own self. And the line she addressed to Bianca Belair about ripping her face off, there's a lot of her promos where I don't believe it. I believe that line and that <laughs> she was convincing. And I, I love how she was sitting in the mirror. I know I'm kind of going back and forth here, but we're talking Bray and you wonder, are we going to see that? You know, we're seeing signs of the evil Alexa and at Royal Rumble. What are we going to see? It's getting near WrestleMania season that they normally start uh, the execution of these bigger climaxes uh, regarding their storylines. And I've just got to give her a lot of credit and this is going to be unpopular, but as talented as Bray is, I think Alexa, you know, Alexa, pardon me, uh, is probably doing just as good a job with her role as Bray is. I think there's a bigger story to be told here, definitely, 100%, uh, in terms of um, where, because when I saw Bray on Raw, um, obviously coming out to yeah. deal with Ellie uh, and I, I wondered if we might see a backstage interaction between them, like just even if it's just walking past each other and almost like staring at each other. Um, But obviously the logo of the moth is appearing when Alexa's appearing now. So there's unfinished business there because obviously Alexa turned on Bray, fiend, Mm -hmm. mania, and then not long after that he left. So. Yeah, that, that's what I'm wondering too. It doesn't mean they have to be together. Maybe they'll actually feud against one another. Quite possibly, yeah. Um, what that looks like, whether that comes to, or maybe that kick starts at the Rumble, maybe, because uh, Alexa is going to be there taking on Bianca um, for the uh, the Raw Women's Championship. So, but w- we'll see what happens, I guess. But um, again, it's one of those storylines that hasn't quite made it to the forefront yet, but it's starting to build, isn't it? I think with the groundwork's yeah, being and laid. And so, um, yeah, no, man, it's going to be cool. Yeah, and we have to be patient. I have to remind myself, Benny, because I know a lot of people, I get it. It, it does seem like there for a long time when he first returned and was on SmackDown, it was starting to sound similar. And I, I get a lot of the critiques with Bray, but you, you can't help but be 
uh, just captivated by the way the man can articulate uh, his promos the way he knows how to. It's just some sometimes that that some of the more fascinating aspects to the whole promo and psychology type of uh, mindset for pro wrestling or, or well in sports entertainment we have to remember no offense to the traditionalists because i agree with a lot of what they have to say but this is where i disagree it is sports entertainment that that's what wwe prides herself even though it, it's still wrestling and it's got wrestling in the name it, it's all about making the movies like like what sign yourself were taught about it and i chimed in a little bit when i could think of something, but this is a prime illustration. That's why Bray fits the mold with WWE, where AEW, I, I didn't see him fitting in quite as well, or if he had to go somewhere else. This is the company for him, because he can be creative. The writers he's got, uh, they can come up with different concepts. I, I hope that makes sense. I'm trying to find the logic to why Bray is, is successful with WWE and why his character flourishes even amongst his distractor, you know, his detractors. Yeah, I don't think, um, I, I don't know, but I don't think, because we saw Bray, obviously he was, uh, you know, in a, 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 sorry, he was in a, a Nexus, wasn't he, initially? Husky Harris. Yeah, he was. Um, but, yeah, Husky Harris. Yeah, but uh, when he became Bray Wyatt, um, you know, I feel th- that is definitely a better. Well, it obviously, is a better fit because a lot of people were so happy to see him back uh, in uh, in WWE when he returned. Obviously, Extreme Rules. So the well, they I, were. I think we just got to be patient. You know, if you look at the the bloodline and how it all started, it started in the. You know the pandemic era. You know with Jay and Roman, then uh, Jimmy, then fast forward, we've got Sokoa in there. Obviously Paul Heyman. So mm-hmm. and even, even you know you know we'll talk about that segment in a moment. But even the, the way they did that um, segment at the beginning of Raw uh, was really good because it went back months, back to like July almost of last year, of last it year, did. It uh, was, leading all the way it to now. So playing. yeah. So I think it was really good for them to do it that way, you know. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes long... Well, I think generally long-time storylines are better. But I feel like we're getting, with Bray, Alexa, and everything, Uncle Howdy, I think it is a case of there's a lot of unfinished business there because of what actually happened. And instead of just sweeping it under the rug, there could be whether they all team up, whether Uncle Howdy is Bray... And it's some weird sort of psychological thing. Mm-hmm. I have no idea at this point, but I'm enjoying it. You know, as much it, it, I'm, I'm, you know, as much as I, I tune in and I want to see the bloodline stuff. That's my emo- You know, that's the one I'm really invested in. That, that's what's connecting you. It's the Bray yeah, Wyatt yeah. story, and I can see that. I mean, whether you you're a fan of the guy or not, you're a critic, is what I was mentioning before. Uh, just using another term, it's uh, it's hard not to be uh, compelled by what he's saying. I, I think Bray would definitely do well in Hollywood for horror movies or kind of the spookier presentations. And I think it just it resonates with WWE because even with wrestling, that entertainment aspect of it is uh, what I'm kind of figuring out now after being a wrestling fan that, hey, there there's this other side or, or different genres even within the one genre if that makes sense and that's that's where like you say who knows where this is going to lead between alexa uncle howdy or bray wyatt uh do i feel like it maybe it gets monotonous sure but sometimes you have to have it do that to uh be able to tweak it or make the changes or 
like you said, let it build. Give it the you know the time. And the bloodline was a great comparison because that's another one. Yeah, yeah. You had to let it breathe and, and look at where it uh, came, how far, the, the trajectory of the bloodline storyline. So another fantastic point. Uh, I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we'll talk about um, you know LA Knight and stuff in, in the whole um, you know the the blackout and lights out match, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, no, was no, going, Mount, you know. Mount Dew, Coca Cola. No, it's Mount Dew. But I, I just had to try to be funny there because <laughs> I was like, wow, Mount Dew. I, I understand the advertisers, but they've actually got their own match now. The pitch black. Yeah, match, I, I so. complained about that the other day on one of the shows. I think it was on the SmackDown show. I like the fact that they're having this match, but we don't know what it is. It's a brand new concept um, to a degree, but um, calling it the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, I'm like, why does it have to? Why does it have to be called that? You know, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. I I can understand respecting the advertisers, but just just have Mount Dew sponsor it, but don't you know have it with the name Pitch Black Match. Uh, yeah. Is it, know, is it going to be on the? That, will it be on the video game as a Mount Dew pitch black match? Probably not. It just be. <laughs> I don't know. You, you almost wonder though. I, I was going to tease and go. I want the uh, to see what the Diet Coke match is going to be next, but uh, I digress. So, the uh, Fanta falls counts anywhere match. <laughs> how about a Coca Cola off the top rope stipulation or something? Yeah, Coca Cola on a pole yeah. match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the pole match, going back to the territories, the old coal miner's glove deal. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, well, that, that's another rant for a for that'd be a great side rant. Just how many soft drinks, or or you could tease what you know, depending on the advertisers, how you could get away with the, the booking of those matches. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like it anyway. Anyway, Undertaker turned up. It was cool. It was a nice little moment. He basically fed LA Knight to Bray Wyatt and. Uh, you know, hit the sister Abigail and everything. And then there was a moment where Taker kind of walked towards and they had a bit of a staring contest. And then um, basically Taker whispered something in Bray's ear. We don't know what it was, but it did feel like, as I said, passing the torch a little bit. And it was a cool segment. It was cool to see the uh, the American, you know, the kid rock music as well and the motorcycle. Oh, it, and, yeah, it was cool. It was terrific. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It was just a an iconic moment anytime Undertaker. I mean, let's face it, as big as Hogan was in his heyday and, and as great as Ric Flair is, uh, to anybody that watches WWE, who's been that loyal guy for so many years and, and been that, that figure, it's been the Undertaker. Of course, yeah. Um, I've already mentioned it, but the cage match was due to, hap uh, to happen, but um, damage control. So the way they did it was quite clever, though. So it's left it open. But um, Becky Lynch came in first, and then uh, Bailey came out with damage. The rest of damage control, they went to the Dakota Kai, and Io went backstage. Um, they eventually sort of get into it, but then uh, the other two come back, and basically the whole of damage control basically lay out Becky. And the match doesn't happen, does it? So, um, which is a little bit of a shame because no, the first doesn't. first time in nineteen years since there's been a cage match on Raw between two women. Um, I mean, yes, we. I mean, it's not on the list for Raw Rumble, but yeah, this could definitely be like an almost like a. If they've got the time and they don't go too bad, it could be one of the moments a bit like when Seth Rollins turned up on NXT and a Becky Lynch get in the ring and demand a match with Bailey right now, right here, you know. So it could happen at Rumble. Whether it's a cage match, I don't know, but it could still happen, or even just a face off in the women's Rumble, which would add to the story going forward. 
That's a possibility. I, I would enjoy seeing uh, Becky Lynch and Bailey at Royal Rumble or even Elimination Chamber. Maybe it could even lead to there because uh, maybe they're going to yeah. be in the Rumble. So I hate that the segment didn't run that long. Uh, it's not that I didn't love it, but I, I did want to see this match. But here's yeah. something else I got to think of, Benny, and it, it was pretty simple, actually. They didn't want to give away that kind of match, to your point, on a Raw no matter how special it was. Quite possibly. I, I think, that, yeah, and I think that's another way to look at it. Sure, the segment ran over, but this was kind of, they had a plan. They, they knew what they were doing, and I know plans can change because it's a live program. Of course. But I, I think it was great because it's no disqualification. Why not Bailey have Dakota Kai and uh, EO Sky attack Becky Lynch and, and give you the impression they outsmarted her because, you know, Becky and, and Bailey's been exchanging these promos against each other. So eventually the, the heels, the villains have to have that week where they they seem uh, one step ahead of the baby face and where the baby face is vulnerable. And that that's what uh, you could see depicted in the steel cage. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking here, sit here sort of thinking about it. I know we're talking about Rumble yet, but what we could see in the Rumble, like I said, they could be in it. Maybe we have the re- damage control dominate the rumble for a little bit or three and keep throwing you know woman after woman out and then somehow somebody else comes in and dakota gets eliminated then eo gets eliminated and bailey's left on her own but manages to eliminate the person that eliminated her comrades but then as she's like yeah. catching her breath in you know oh yes i survived becky lynch's music comes on and that's when the brawl like breaks out in the rumble that would be quite cool to see in itself you know it may not last long but that would be quite a cool build-up to you know, the fact that we didn't see this cage match on Raw, you know, so. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, well, it, would, it would give us, it would salvage what we missed out on the, the cage match on Raw. No, I, I like that scenario. And it's Royal Rumble matches are all about building the storylines. You just have multiple participants. So I think that's a, a good uh, analogy. I, I would now that you've uh, relayed this information, I, I want to see it transpire now. It would be quite you're, cool you're to see. You're giving me ideas now. Yeah, it would be quite cool to <laughs> yeah, see. Exactly. Um, we have a uh, Miz doing a promo uh, later on in the show, basically saying, you know, how can I not be on the card, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, I beat Roman Reigns to the Intercontinental Championship on uh, Raw. I think it was Raw 1000. Um, maybe it was 25 years, or I can't remember, but it was a good match at the time. Um it was. But Kevin Owens comes out and uh, stuns Miz and basically vows to, um, you know, beat Roman Reigns or die trying at the Rumble. So it was a nice little thing to keep that match ticking over um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it was a shame. We got to see the Miz, but the Miz has had some big moments of like anniversary shows, to be honest, in oh, terms yeah, of Raw. He has. I mean, he's been a staple. If you think about Miz TV before that, uh, it is a shame, but I get it because Kevin Owens is in that main event picture. So in Roman Reigns, we have seen him. So th- that's why. But you just feel bad a little bit for the Miz because even though he's great at selling the stunners, he, he's always the guy you want to see get beat up because he's running his mouth. He, he is just so talented. And he's one of those guys, I, I'll admit, Benny, I wasn't a big proponent of. But the more you watch him and the more you know behind the scenes how much work he puts into his lines and, and even maybe improvising, you can't help but admire the work ethic of the Miz and what he's been yeah. able to accomplish during his career. 
I personally loved it when he cashed in and became WWE champion. Just to just the fact the fa- the faces of the fans. That's the Miz girl, obviously pulling the right face. Yeah, the, the uh, meme you know. where she is not very happy, but it was genius. I mean, and that's yeah. a, a great heel move. The nobody, the villain. you got to do that. I think a lot of people didn't think it would happen. I genuinely think that. So I was so glad when it did. I was a Miz fan for a long time when he dropped that whole chick magnet gimmick and changed the to. Obviously, he's he's you know he's um, gone on in like sort of his characters evolved over time. But when he dropped that chick magnet gimmick and became more serious with the trunks and the you know the kick pads and everything, um, I don't know. It, I I kind of like the character really. But when he became WWE champion, I absolutely loved it because nobody okay. thought it would happen. Basically, so. Yeah, um, it, it was the impossible that makes us get excited. Like, oh, they went there. We didn't expect it. Uh, and it was a good kind of surprise, at least for those who like The Miz, like yourself. But I, I, I do. I respect him. And at first, I was not a uh, huge fan, like I aforementioned. But I respect his uh, body of work. He has done just tremendous. And and uh, I think it's due to time, too. Like you were saying with the, the segments, they just needed to fit at least a segment where he could speak his piece, meaning the Miz, and get Kevin Owens to stun him and get the crowd uh, reacting. And, and where Kevin, like you said, could uh, cut the promo on Roman. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But I, w- I would have liked him to have more time if it was allowed. It's ironic, isn't it? Because we talk about Raw every week, and we, sometimes it's too long. But when there's stuff like this, and stuff gets cut. We're like, oh, I just wish it could have gone a tad longer. But I think that's the point yeah, because, fast. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's the point really because there are like this was quite a good show overall. Uh, I'm not going to say all of it was good, but like it was exciting to watch because it was a 30th anniversary of Raw. Um, mm-hmm. But once a week you watch SmackDown, and you know it's on for you know an hour and a half or whatever, and you know there's just enough in there to keep me wanting more. And I think sometimes I wish it would be longer, but. We've wished that before, and we ended up with a three-hour rule, and we don't necessarily need it to be three hours every week, to be honest. So, um, but this is one of those. This is like if we still had the the old schedule of Raw, thirtieth anniversary of Raw, we're gonna have a three-hour special celebration. That would have been that would have been fine because it's thirty years of Raw. To have it th- three hours every week is, is quite as we've spoke many times. It can be quite hard to get through, even though sometimes the shows are really good. Um, it's just hard to get to the end. Sometimes, so uh, yeah, it, it, it's very difficult, but it is funny. You brought up the point that we're normally complaining all raws or marathons, and these type of episodes go by so quick. It, it's astonishing when you think about it. it yeah, it is. Yeah, um, we ended up with a match between Sonny Deville and Bianca Belair. We had Ric Flair, as we mentioned earlier, introduce Charlotte. Um, Belair came out as well. And they had a, we had the two women's champions kind of talking to each other. And then Sonny Deville came out and was demanding the spotlight. Ended up getting a match with uh, Belair. Uh, Belair beat her after hitting the KOD, which was good. Um, not a, you know nothing spectacular in terms of that, but it was a cool little moment, and um, it leads in quite nicely for um, for Rumble. I mean, in terms of the women's divisions, we need a bit more a uh, bit more stuff going on, I think, don't we? In both Raw and SmackDown, a little bit, and it's nice to see uh, Charlotte Flair back. Yeah, it is nice to see Charlotte back. Uh, the only thing I was going to say, it wasn't that the match was bad. I think sometimes we, we had so many memorable segments. I'm trying to think, was it the Taker Bray Wyatt or DX segment before that match? Honestly, I'm trying to remember. I think it, it uh, was before the DX one, I believe, but I could be wrong on that. 
Oh, yeah. No, it was after, actually, because I'm pouring it up now. No, you're fine. I I couldn't recall until I just saw it. But, yeah, you know, I'm I'm happy for Sonya Deville. And, you know, we're we're seeing this week in and week out. I I think she did some of her best work during the pandemic era when her and Mandy Rose were feuding. I I actually uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. And then, you know, it's nothing against Bianca and Deville. They were working hard, but I think some of the – when you have matches with Imperium and, and the Street Profits, and they're getting that that veteran Hall of Fame rub from DX and Kurt Angle, yeah, it's it was just, it was just hard. The fans felt like they were they were kind of just always sitting down, and nothing wrong with that, but they weren't as up during this match. And it, I, I guess that's where I'm kind of looking at it. It's not that the okay. match was bad. It's just sometimes you can have a good match, but if it's like the energy level wasn't quite up to par for some reason, it was a little weird. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's no. I don't think there's enough story there for fans to be excited about. I think that's the general. But like you said, there's also other moments gone on. We've had a quite a big opening segment to the show, so you know, exactly. You know, I, I get where well, you're coming from. Yeah, to be and to be fair though, I, I was trying to say that out of respect to both these ladies, they worked hard. Like you said, it was a solid match. Uh, it just felt a little underwhelming, but I, I'm glad Bianca. She needed to win to look strong to continue her path against Alexa at Royal Rumble. But Sonya Deville, let's let's give her a lot of props. And I am happy Charlotte's back. I think it's a, a good change of pace to see her as the babyface. But I, I got to admit, and I must admit, that I love her as a heel. Because, I mean, it seems to be in the Flair DNA. They just they seem to do better as the villains. I, I don't know if you agree with that or not. No, I think she is better as a heel. I agree. Um It'd be interesting to see what Bianca Belair would be like as a heel, because she's never really been one, as far as I'm aware. So that'd be quite interesting. But I think when you've got the dirtiest player in the game, Monica, and the way things have been with Flair, most of his career was heel, I believe, um, to a degree. So just having yeah, the Flair, it was. yeah, just having that Flair name, I think, just adds to it. There's also that that um, association, yeah, and I think there's also that sort of like the way she walks to the ring, the way she's dressed, and I think if you put a robe on. You're almost kind of saying to the crowd straight away, I'm better than you because I have a robe <laughs> to a degree, like subconsciously, you know? So maybe that's it's part very of it. demeaning. Yeah it's, yeah, it's very condescending, like Rick could do it, but he did it in a cool way. Yeah. And, yeah, and Charlotte you know, has those same attributes. Of course. And, and the thing about Bianca, I'm glad you, you brought this up because I think she's got the attitude because most heels have to be good guys or. or you know, however you would say it for the women, you know, good girls before they can make that transition. And I think she's been that long enough. I would not mind to see her become a uh, hill eventually, even if it's not right now, maybe even after mania. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You've got uh, Becky Lynch on the show. She's flipped back to, um, you know, being the uh, you know, the man again, you know, a, a face. So it, it, right. it makes sense, to be, to, to be honest, to me. Uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Um I think Royal yeah. Rumble is going to be very telling going forward because we're on the road to WrestleMania. So it's going to be very telling. And I'm hoping we start getting a bit more um, foundation built up in the women's division for stories and sort of a bit I more. Hope so too. You know, I feel like it's very much just it's treading water at the moment. I think it's probably the best way of saying it. Um, I want it to be good. I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I want it to be a really good division, but it doesn't seem like that at the moment, which is um, which we've said a few times, haven't we, over the past few yeah, months? But um, so it, it feels like pieces are missing. It, it, would that be safe to say? Like the, it's the talent's it. there. It's definitely. I think the talent <laughs> yeah. is there. You're right. Um, but if there are something missing. I don't. You know, 
I, I, unfortunately, as much as I like Ronda Rousey, I don't think her reign this time around didn't go very well, to be honest. And some of the matches she was having, whether it's her, whether it's both, whether there's just no chemistry with certain individuals when having matches, because she seemed to have it when she, you know, in her first run. So I don't quite know what was going on there, really. She didn't really seem to have any chemistry. Um, the Shayna Baszler, you know, thing, she teamed up with her, Ronda did. I thought yeah. I felt that could have gone somewhere, but it just seems to have just whittled out and that's it really. Yeah, it fizzed out. Yeah, me too, because of their history, being friends, being part of the MMA uh, for horsewomen. Yeah, and we we all thought we were gonna get the feud when, you know, Sasha and, and Bailey and, and Becky and Charlotte were the, the four horse women, you know, coming out of NXT and the WWE on the main roster. And it's like nothing ever happened, but you're right. I mean, Shane and, and Ronda were teaming up. They were facing Raquel and, and, and Shotzi and, and a, a lot of different people. Liv Morgan was the big feud. And, and I was even in Ronda's corner, but I, I must say it's been uh, lackluster this second yeah. run. It's not had the, the uh, popularity, I guess it, I'll tell you one difference is she was coming fresh off of MMA, and I think that helped her. This time she's got settled in, and normally you would think that would help her. I think she's got too comfortable, or however they're producing her, and it's we're not seeing the vicious Ronda Rousey that we saw back on Raw's a couple years ago when she was uh, having to defend the title against Charlotte and Becky, you know, in those backstage segments. And then we saw the culmination when Becky became Becky two belts at WrestleMania that, that one year. And uh, I think she's just lost some momentum, unfortunately, because I like Rhonda. I mean, she, I'm not going to, she's legit. Trust me. Uh, uh, there's nothing yeah, wrong with her she, legitimate yeah. C, but it's just maybe her character development, the way her charisma and I, I hate to say that she don't have charisma. Definitely she does. But even taking on the Piper moniker, I mean, even the family blessing it, which I thought was cool. I saw it behind the scenes. And, and we're both big proponents of the hot rod. So I thought that was great. I just, I don't know. Maybe she needs to embody some of Piper, not act like him, but maybe she needs the spirit of, of Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Maybe that's what, you know, yeah. Ronda Rousey needs as a Rowdy one too or something. It's like something's not connecting or clicking. I, I have felt that in this second run and I hate it because I like Rousey. I like what she can bring to the table. Absolutely. I, I, for me, I think it, I think you've touched upon it a little bit there. But um, is yes, she turned heel with Shayna, but there is not really any difference between a face Ronda Rousey and a heel. Whereas if you look at Triple H, The Rock, mm-hmm. Steve Austin, even uh, and many others, but let's take Triple H for a minute. When he was the babyface, winning the Intercontinental Championship against The Rock in a ladder match, great match, and you know SummerSlam and all that kind of stuff. But when he flipped to a heel, his wardrobe changed. The way he walked, the way he talked, he didn't say "suck it" as much. He didn't wasn't doing the comedy. He was more serious. Ronda's been very serious from day one. Which why shouldn't she? She's MMA. But there's no character yeah. development there. Even though she's now being booed, it, there's no nothing really to. You look at Bailey then. Bailey's a better, probably a better one to look at. Look at how Bailey used to dress, the way she used to act, the inflatable, you know, buddies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, looks, looks like a car salesman or something, yeah, you know, po- had the, inflatable. So. Yeah, yeah, the ponytail and all that kind of stuff. She changed her hair. She changed the way she dressed. She changed the way she talked. She, you know, I mean, yes, you're going to start calling fans idiots and stuff, but the whole presentation of her changed. Ronda's presentation hasn't changed. Not really. If you look at it, if you look at 
a match with her from, I don't know, maybe six months ago and then go back when she first debuted. Yes, she was hot coming off UFC and that was that's why fans liked her, but her character hasn't sure. changed. Not really. I think that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, I think that is a lot of her uh, problem. You t- you're hitting on it, and not just touching on it. You are talking about it. It's just, uh, yeah, there's a disconnect. I mean, she's not connecting with the audience. I'll just go back to that point. It's just, uh, it- it's very difficult for her now. I think because she, like we're both saying, she had such a popular run when she first got into the company, and then there was that absence, and I respect that. She was starting a family and and needing time off like a lot of them do, and rightfully so. But then when she came back, then that was cool. I think it was, what, back at last year's Rumble where she surprised everybody and won and and eliminated Charlotte Flair. So it's just, uh, you know, so that that made sense for Charlotte to be the big surprise for the last SmackDown of the year, of last year, to, you know, ruin uh, Ronda's success you know, in the storyline. But after that, we've not seen Rhonda. Now she's absent again. We, we've seen her with Baszler. Uh, the whole thing with Liv blew over because, you know, you can only go so long with that. And it's like even when they were given her new opponents, I, I don't know. You, you just felt like, I don't know if she was kind of losing. I don't want to say she's lost her passion, but sometimes you wonder if some of these strong personalities and tough people are going, well, you know, it's just wrestling at the end of the day. I, I don't know. I don't want to say she's thinking like that, but you, you often wonder what what's changed? What's so different? I mean, there, you know, even when she came out at the Royal Rumble last year, there's there's not a lot there if you fast forward to uh, currently, like you're saying, even at SummerSlam, it was so cool. I recorded her entrance. But the match was one of those where the finishes, and I understand they got to be different. It's got to be interesting, but it was, it was just a little, okay, we're, we're just running this over. I felt like. Yeah. Again, it, it felt like a, just a rerun for me, I think is probably, you know, with hindsight now looking back at it, as I said, I mean, Baron Corbin, you know, yeah, he changed <laughs> his, he's changed his gear and stuff and he's got JBL with him. I don't see any difference in the character. Not really. He's calling himself the wrestling god, but I don't see anything different in terms of his presentation. Not really. Um, apart from the way he's dressed, the, the way he talks, the way he acts. He's bloody good in the ring. I actually rate Baron Corbin quite a lot. Um, I love the Lone Wolf days, as I've already said many times on this show. But again, yes, he's got JBL with him, but other than that, <laughs> there's nothing but, much mean, going on he's talented but yeah it's not much change in his presentation either like with rousey yeah and jbl to be honest i've told you this i've been more enamored because of a legend that he's been associated with and you would think and maybe we talked about it, it would elevate corbin but unfortunately i think it's it's hurting him a little bit because everybody just oh it's jbl and, and yeah. oh yeah corbin's with him you know? i almost want jbl to smack some sense into baron corbin and saying you've got to yeah, stop, at, stop. Maybe they both need to stop gambling and having parties, and actually start focusing a bit like Andre and Cien uh, Almas in NXT. There was a section time where he uh-huh. partied, was losing matches, and didn't care. But when Zelina Vega turned up and became his uh, manager, it became more serious, and that's what led him to the NXT title. So maybe we could have a similar thing with Baron here. I don't know, but. Yeah, maybe they need to do that because JBL, I'm kind of looking for that. Maybe that'll come in time because eventually if Corbin starts losing more, uh, 
JBL could come out and say, I'm tired of getting embarrassed. Uh, you can kind of paraphrase it. And he could, he could call out Corbin or, or get him after the match and slap some sense into him and, and go, listen, I've, I've got to beat some uh, respect into you yeah. for you to be successful. I'm going to do it. Just kind of using some of those antidotes. Not that that's got to be the promo, but you know what I mean? Yeah, Just, no, I know exactly what you mean though. That makes perfect sense to be fair. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, maybe R- Ronda will return in the rumble. Maybe she'll have a different look, different music. And, and that, that could happen. I mean, we never know. That's, that's the what ifs. Maybe Ronda does show up in the rumble, but going back to Corbin, just real quickly, maybe APA needs to do something. Cause they had Ron Simmons, they had the Godfather, let these veterans slap some sense into Corbin for at least, and we're speaking of his character. We know he's an intelligent guy, of but course, we're talking yeah. about the guy's character. Just to clarify for non-wrestling listeners that want to check out this amazing, show with Benny Mac and uh, you know that that's the thing man it's just uh, you just want to see some changes and maybe we're just being too petty I don't know but we can't help it we got to have our opinions don't we to be honest I'm quite surprised we might see more of it later on but when Baron Corbin was with JBL and they went to that poker game Ron Simmons gave Baron Corbin a look of like who the hell are you and JBL was yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah he's cool he's cool so I'm hoping maybe that is the start of what we just spoke about I, I I like my yeah. idea. Like I said, of a high end protection agency with JBL and Baron Corbin, maybe <laughs> would be quite. But heels, no, that, you know, that, that could work. Yeah, like maybe a newer APA, like the Men in Black scenario, where it was Tommy Lee Jones bit. helping Will Smith. They, I, maybe that could work. You know, but, do a newer APA and and have uh, Ron Simmons come out every now and then just to say the word and yeah. and maybe you know cut a promo like, "Hey kid, we're going to beat you up if you don't do your job." You know, yeah. kind of do it like APA where they had fun, but they were they could be legit when they needed to be. You no. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the two, I mean, the APA, genuinely, Ron Simmons and uh, Bradshaw Lake oh, are but, like two of the toughest guys. guys would, uh, you wouldn't you know. want to meet in back alley. I, I'm telling you, you hear all the, the stories of how, man, Ron Simmons, legit tough guy, JBL too. Both those dudes, I, I I just have respect just being intimidated by just seeing those guys. So I that, that goes to show you they're believable as characters. I just mean in terms of the uh, the APA sort of. I don't want to see an actual clone of them, but like like instead of them being no. like faces, heels, like maybe where they like you know they they pay for time and for thirty minutes they'll protect you, and then once that money's gone, they'll literally watch you get your ass handed to you or something like that, you know. Just and they'll um and maybe they'll have people like say we want our money back, you know. And I've said it before, but yeah, I think it would be a better way to go. But I think maybe the way it will go, as you've said, is. Corbin keeps losing, you know, starts losing some matches and, you know, JBL, like you said, doesn't want to be embarrassed, you know, former WWE champion at the time when he was WWE champion was and the longest reign in the Hall of so Famer. You, exactly, you got all so. that, like, like you're talking about there, Benny, and I think it, it's bound to happen, but it's like anything we got to wait and see. And we talked about patience before. And uh, I guess it's a virtue. We're just going to have to find out. <laughs> so, sometimes that virtue gets tested, though, yeah, I'll tell definitely. you. Um, let's move on. The Street Profits uh, team up with Seth Rollins, and they uh, take on Imperium. Um, it was really cheesy the way they did this. I'm not going to lie. Kurt Angle looked like he just wandered out like an elderly person going, like, I'm just going with these guys. I don't know who they are. And Kurt Angle's with That's DX. It was funny. I'm not I'm not disputing that. Um Yeah. Then uh, you know, then then like they're like, oh, I wonder if we could get somebody to come out and help us with Imperium, and then like <laughs> Seth Rollins comes out. Oh, but we need somebody else to come out, and then 
<laughs> Street Profits cut. It was really cheesy, but it's, it is what it is. It knows what it is. The best line for me still is, um, why, why is everybody looking at me as in Triple H? You know, this booking stuff's <laughs> hard. You know, it was really good. Yeah, I popped too, because that, that was great. And then Road Dog saying he was going to get up in Gunther's face and he's going, no, that ain't going to happen or something. <laughs> he was just, I, yeah, I thought yeah. that kind of banter was entertaining. You know, it was typical DX, Sean Waltman. He's like, man, my knees hurt or something. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it. It, was, it was a little bit cheesy, but yet it, it was, was DX all over, was, wasn't it? So Yeah, it was DX, man. No, I, I'm with you. It was just, I think, to get that, that quick pop and uh, to get the free profits out there. Once again, to establish new talent from uh, having this historic faction, DX, having Kurt Angle out there and having Kurt Angle be the special guest referee. And hey, what about Teddy Long? I, I mean, I, I think I reacted to that just as that much as cool. anything. Yeah, that was cool to see Teddy Long. I'm not going to lie. That was a cool moment. It was. Uh, so randomly became a GM for like 10 minutes and made a match, which, you know, do you know what? I would... I, <laughs> Bring him back, man. I'm not, I would. <laughs> yeah, I'm not hating it. And you think about his history, man. Started the guy started as a referee, I think back, and maybe it was NWA still WCW, and then look at his career in WWE. I mean, he was doing so many different roles, and and the GM role, you know, seemed to fit him. And he was like holler at your player and stuff. And he this his shrug, man. He Teddy just always had that charisma. So you you loved when he came out and and like with MVP, it, it's perfect example when Kane. That smack that episode of SmackDown where Teddy Long's like, oh, I've got an opponent for you. When M- MVP was talking, like he don't even need to compete, and then he introduced Kane. That was during the draft of that one year. So it, it's just stuff like that. I think of Teddy Long getting in the limousine and Undertaker being the driver. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's some good. We talk about raw, we talk about raw moments, and we will talk about some SmackDown moments. I'm sure there'll be an anniversary yeah, show. That is SmackDown moments. Oh yeah, they're yeah. they're starting to blend. That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah no, it was good. Um, yeah, the match was okay. Uh, the Street Profits and Seth Rollins to get the W as well, which is good. Um, I don't want to say it's a throwaway match, but it kind of is at the same time in, in the nice way possible. Um, it was a good match. It was a good setup. A bit cheesy, but you know, overall That's funny nice. and entertaining. You know, so. It, it was. I think that's what they were doing with uh, the fun, entertaining. You had Jerry Lawler back on commentary, which he he was always uh, hilarious with Jr. And then him and Corey Graves get you know, giving Kevin Patrick a hard time was yeah, hilarious. That's a good uh, yeah. And you know, the match was okay. I, I like Gunther and Imperium so much and I, I get why they're, they're preaching professional wrestling. We respect it as a sport and, you know, DX represented the opposite. They were more sports entertainment. Like, like you're saying, cheesy, funny, kind of the adult stuff during the attitude era and, and street profits have that athleticism, but they're more entertainers and, and Seth Rollins has the whole package. The, the guy's one of the top stars for a reason. And Kurt Angle, it was cool to see him in the spot. He was, uh, to see him, you know, shove Gunther was pretty comical. It was cool. But, yet it was like, well, we just needed that spot because it's Angle. And, but, you know, if Angle was still in his prime and he still looks like he could go, I would have loved to seen a Gunther-Angle match, to be honest. That would have so, been awesome. Yeah. I'm not hating yeah, that that would have been great. And I love Imperium, man. I, I love the UK stars that, you know, I know they're from different parts of Europe, but these guys, three profits, they're growing on me. Uh, man, Montez Ford, I think he flew out of outer space. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, you can guy, get high. The guy's just extraordinary how he can 
his leaping ability. I think a former Army Ranger, so he he's used to being le- leaping out of a lot of places that were high off the ground. But I think it was cool for them to get the win. You know, Seth Rollins, he he's established enough. He's given them, you know, their just due, so it, it helps elevate them. And and also Imperium too. They they can take the loss. That that you had uh, Gunther and Triple H uh, sort of face off. That would have been a great match as well. Oh, that would have been a great match too. Yes. I think so, Triple H and Gunther would have been just tore the roof off the place. Yeah, I, I think that's like Engel. That would have been another great match. Uh, we'll move on to the main event because it was uh, Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the uh, United States Championship. And as soon as they announced that it was a no disqualification match, Tyler, I smelt a rat straight away. Um, you did. Well, I'm th- I figure we are going to have some sort of interference. Don't get me wrong. I thought maybe MVP maybe accidentally would cost Bobby the title. That's what I thought initially. Yeah, to the backstage, especially because yeah. him and o- Omos, and, you know, he he was talking to Bobby of before. Course, yeah. So I, I could see it. So, um, and for the first time ever, I think I was not expecting uh, Brock Lesnar returned, uh, attack Lashley, and actually attack Theory in F5. So he F5s. Uh, Bobby, and then he F5s uh, Theory, which, who happens to land on top of Bobby for the 1 2 3. So Austin Theory is still United States champion. Um, but I believe, I could be wrong. I th- I'm assuming Bobby and Brock are both in the Rumble, so we could see an altercation there. Um, yeah, we could. I, I think they are. I was looking at the confirmed names at least, and it, it appears that Brock and Bobby are in it. Uh, overall, not a bad match, to be fair. I think we're having seeds planted here. Again, in terms of Bobby, with possibly the Hurt Business, which I quite like to see. Again, we both said we wouldn't mind seeing that because it ended so abruptly, didn't it, the first time around with no real rhyme or yeah, reason. Yeah, with yeah, with no reasoning, just like you're saying there, Benny. I, I would be all for seeing MVP reform the Hurt Business with uh, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, and Bobby Lashley. That group just fit, man. I think because he said it, MVP on in a tweet on social media, it's organic because they're all close friends. So you could feel that in storyline. You know, that they had a cohesiveness and, and that related to people. That's why yeah. everybody could buy it. These guys are legit. They're great athletes. They look great. They look like they could rip your head off. They're the real deal, but they're cool. They're smooth. They got the women. You know, they'd come out there, MVP, the, the smooth talker. He, he's always great. So that's why they, they just have that appeal, man. It, it's hard to put a finger on it. It's, um, yeah, no, I agree, basically, is what I was going to say. Um, I, I, I kind of want to see. I, I want to see the hurt business back together. To be honest, I, I would. I'm all for that. Uh, whether it happens, I don't know. It feels like it is going to happen, but whether it does, it's a it's a completely different. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it may be a different hurt business, unfortunately, but hopefully not. I, I would love to see them uh, reform it. I think it it's had enough time where people have missed it because, like you said, it it ended so abruptly that now we, you could see it happening again. And well, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know that we'll see it with Lesnar. I was thinking, well, does MVP get get involved? I'm kind of thinking ahead, but I don't know. I don't know if we'll, well see maybe, it with Lesnar. The may, whole scenario. Maybe maybe we're gonna because I think Elimination Chamber is gonna be in Montreal. I understand, or in Canada at least. Probably. I don't. Yeah, Canada. Uh, yeah, Montreal. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's in Quebec, Canada, where Sammy. I, mean, I think Kevin Owens too. I think they're they're both from around there. Uh, both from yeah from that. So from yeah, that area, who yeah. knows though? You're, you're, yeah. 
elimination chamber, uh, you know, that, that changes the rules a little bit. So you could kind of get away with more. So yeah, yeah you, you brought up another great illustration. Well, maybe, maybe so. Well, technically Bobby lost to, um, Brock last time they face each other, but Bobby ended up laying out Lesnar at the end of it. So, although Brock got the win, he obviously there is unfinished business there because of what happened. So maybe Bobby and does that, get that the was win. Back at class, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, was it Saudi? Oh, Saudi. My bad. It wasn't yeah. Clash. No, it was Saudi. No, Saudi, right. wasn't it? Yeah. So maybe maybe this is a uh, if they do face each other in a match. Um, Maybe that we have the hurt business come in and help Bobby win it, and we see Bobby turn heel again. Maybe I don't know. I feel like it could happen, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, it, it may help him if he turns heel because he, he's been this baby face. He's kind of tweeted it anyways a little bit if you think about it. Kind of yeah, like no. Lesnar and a lot of them do, uh, even with Rollins. Uh, maybe that's uh, what he needs. I mean. I would be excited for it. I mean, especially if you get the Hurt Business involved, uh, it, it feels right. Uh, but no, the match, I mean, what were your thoughts, man? Uh, this, uh, to me, I, I felt like the, this was, uh, it, it left a lot to be desired because we were coming into a big time show like the Royal Rumble. Maybe that's why they didn't want to give all this away on, on Raw because they could do something more even the week after. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to comprehend why they would kind of do this match this way. I get why the stipulation they're in Philadelphia, why it's no DQ. And and the match was good, don't get me wrong, like you, you were mentioning, but it did seem there were certain parts where it kind of felt blah, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I think just by the end of the evening, I think that a lot had happened, and I think it's just... Um, we just reached that point of like, okay. And it's, but how many times can we see Brock return as well? I don't dislike the guy, but how many times can we see this guy return, you know, this way? This is not the first time that he's returned this way. Um, it's not. So, uh, so no. just something a bit different is what I'm getting at, I guess. Yeah, no, it's just something different. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that it's kind of hard to explain, but I think that's a great analogy. Uh, Lesnar... I get it why you get tired of him returning, but I think just due to the story they can tell with Lashley, and, and I think Theory is going to be involved. I don't think this will just be between Lashley and Lesnar due to that finish yeah, because yeah. he's not touched Theory yet. I, I think we could see Theory getting involved. You know, Brock's F5'd him before on a separate occasion and took the selfie, the famous picture where he's got yeah, Austin's this is, head. And yeah, yeah. This he's is- my- so, hey, there, there's a lot of di- various ways. I, I was wanting to say different, but various works, too, of of where they could go with this. And, hey, they may could do a singles match with uh, with Lesnar and Theory. Maybe Lashley interferes either way or the triple threat. You have one of those again. I mean, who knows? I mean, we still don't understand why Lesnar's doing it. it that's the mystery. Uh, so there's more to be said there and unfold on, on TV and on these big premium live events. And maybe we'll get more of those answers, I, I would think, at Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, in terms of Theory's attitude, it's different than it was last time him brought cross paths. So he might not take being touched kindly because he's now the United States champion. He's got that whole chip on his shoulder. Um yeah, so he's, he's not the kid, remember? Like he's, he's reminding everybody he's, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a grown man, which he is. And uh, I, would, I wouldn't mind to see him and Brock. That would be interesting. I think you're right, though, if it does happen. My, my problem with Bobby and Brock, it's not because I didn't want to see the other match. 
it ended in a sort of a way that Bobby lost and he laid out Lesnar, fine. But there's been so much time between that and now that I feel like the the payoff or that it's cooled down too much for me of like, I wanted to see a rematch for it because it felt a bit like, even though Brock won, it, I felt cheated a little bit. So there's more, there was more um, animosity there. And Bobby actually looked like he was going to be heel because he lost his temper a few times bleeding up and he even got suspended for a little bit. So I felt that yeah, was the ti- that was the time to do this rematch between Brock and Bobby, and I think I mean they might be able to rekindle it. I don't know, but it just as as of right now, as I sit here with you, I think that it's cooled off too much for me. You know, if that makes any sense, but um, you know, no, it does. Yeah, like where when they were engaging in their matches and in this feud when he first did it, you know, there's just been enough time where it's got cold. I, no, I, I get what, what you're saying. I just feel that, you know, Lesnar is kind of one of those money draws, whether you like the guy or not. And I know you said you liked him. I'm just saying that, of course, there's a lot of fans that will have a different perspective concerning Lesnar. But he's just one of those guys that when you hear that music, man, and you heard it in that crowd in Philadelphia or anywhere, it's like, and especially since they're reminded of Lashley when they hear the entrance music, what he did with Theory, and it's like they they know business, like Jr. would say, is about to pick up. Something's going down, and I think it's moments like that that captivate people enough. They're like, they can maybe get over or gloss over. I'm not saying completely because I I'm kind of more in your frame of mind about it, but I, I also like you try to look at it uh, the different variables of of where you could go. I, I'm kind of like trying to think of how you would book your way out of that finish, out of that match, and out of the ongoing story. I, I mean, I hope that makes sense too. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely. It's just again, like I said, I think it's just gone a bit cold with the whole story, and you know, but the, add the MVP element into it, um, possibly the hurt business. It could be, mm-hmm. it could, it could be good. I could be completely wrong. It's just, yeah, I'm not. You know, when his music came on, I'm like, yep, yeah, shit's about to get, go down. But like, I'm not. After the fact, it's a bit like you know, yeah, okay. But I don't dislike Brock. I like it when he's there. But I, you know, I know he's this sort of part timer esque. Which is fine because he's a, he's an attraction. I get it, but sure. In terms of who he's attacked, um, the the storyline for me is not dead, but it's very much um, you know, you know, check its pulse really because I think it's it's almost there. It's gone cold, big time for me. Um, probably the biggest segment of the night. Let's go to it, man. We've been waiting. You know, we made people wait All long right. enough to be fair. Um, the uh, the the trial of Sami Zayn. Now I understand. I actually said on the podcast. I believe this was meant to be an acknowledgement ceremony originally. I believe, and it's changed completely to um, Sami Zayn being put on trial um, for the events. I assume from SmackDown because he wasn't there when the Bloodline got jumped by KO. But Roman Reigns sent him away to do some menial tasks, sort the cars out, yeah. sort the plane out. So. Why he's on trial? I, maybe Paul Heyman in Roman's ear. Um, well, I mean, what a segment! Basically, there's so much to cover here. I don't know whether we can get it all in in the time we got, but it, it was. I don't know that we can. It, it was very complex. Uh, allegedly overran, which is why we didn't have the cage match, as I've said before. Um, but basically, Paul Heyman presented uh, four pieces of evidence, uh, two of which were very tedious at best. Um, when he push past Roman all those months ago. I didn't even notice it when it happened on TV. Um, but 
trying to say that he has tried to assassinate the tribal chief by a shoulder nudge. Are you kidding me? Um, and then with him on top of the cage at War Games, which must have been after it went off the air, um, saying, yeah, you know, me. bloodline for life is what he was saying. But yet it's Paul Heyman was like, what are we, the NWO? And all this is like, what are you on about Paul Heyman? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, what did you think of the segment, man? I mean, it, I've, I've watched it twice now and I actually still love it as much as I did the first time. It's it's like a great movie. You see, it's a masterpiece. It, uh, you're saying it. It's uh, it compels you. It, it draws you in. You're invested already by the storyline alone. But now they they keep getting uh, deeper into it. And Paul Heyman is just so uh, so creative. Like you said, that that's a great. Uh, illustration he was in the ear of uh, roman reigns I, I think there has been the conspiracies to break up the monotony of, of the bloodline concerning you know all the characters and uh when solo sequoia and, and uh, forgive me i'm probably not pronouncing his name i just call him solo for, you'll, you'll figure out why but when he went over to try to tease for the samoan spike on sammy it looked like you know Sammy was done. He he wasn't going to defend himself. That that shows you a lot. Tells you a lot. His body language, even when he spoke, we we all know how talented Zane is with with uh, his demeanor and and his promos. Uh, that goes without saying. But when you saw Jey Uso get up and say you know have a problem with and and defend him, and stop you know his own brother Solo from damaging uh, you know Zane that that right there just. Uh, Man, it, it spoke volumes. I, I don't mean to overuse that, but it, it's hard to find the words because that was – he accepted him. I mean, we thought he was accepted, but that trial proved to me that the Usos accepted this guy. So the camps appear to be divided. I yeah. mean, it may be that the bloodline gets divided. Maybe it's not right, Sammy so. teaming back with Kevin Owens. Maybe now uh, going back to that first match with Judgment Day and, you know, Jimmy getting hurt, whether that's storyline or not. And then Adam Pierce, you know, hearing out Sammy Zayn and him saying, hey, listen, I, I'm part of this now. I've got to prove myself to, to Roman. And, they, the, you know, they retain in a great match. I love how they the finishes appear to be Judgment Day, but it was it was Zayn and Uso retaining the titles. That was a cool moment Maybe as well. It, yeah, it was a great moment. Maybe it's maybe you could have Jay and Sammy working together, or even with Jimmy against Roman Paul and Solo and another member or member. Part of me, I mean, who knows? I mean, you hate to, you don't want to separate the bloodline, but you got to think about, you know, that's why the trial broke up the monotony because every good thing seems to have certain moments where it's a little repetitive. So. You try to think of maybe ways to break that up to where you could continue the bloodline in a different way. Maybe they end up feuding against each other, even if it's after Mania. Yeah, I think that could be the way it possibly goes. Um, I, I mean, one of my thought, thought processes was we've got the SmackDown Tag Team Tournament going on at the moment. So we'll have number one contenders. We've just seen the Usos defend the tag team titles against Judgment Day on Raw. Now, what if... Right. What if they start imposing the brand extension a bit more than they have been. Obviously, it's Raw 30, so there's going to be people coming on who've made you know big impacts on Raw over the years, and obviously um, people like Charlotte Flair did, um, you know, and all that. But what if the Usos um, lose the SmackDown Tag Team titles to whoever and end up being forced to stay on Raw more often. Yes, Roman's still got both titles, so he can ferry back and forth. But 
that would separate them a little bit and would that leave Sammy on his own with Roman on SmackDown? Because Smack- uh, Sammy technically is a SmackDown guy, I believe. So by Yeah, he for- belongs to SmackDown. Yeah, so bef- making by making the Usos just the Raw Tag Team Champions, that forces them away from Roman a little bit. So that could cause more... More of a fracture in friction. So I don't know how they're going to go with it. Obviously, they are defending. My buddy NJB didn't even realize, when they had the tag team title match, didn't even realize it was just for the Raw tag team titles. He thought it was for the Undisputed. Um, I feel like maybe this is a test to see how we can get the titles off, possibly Roman, at a later date. Um I, mean, I think you're on to something because we're, we're already hearing the rumors and that's what they are, but you can't help but think there's some merit to it. Cause you know, both of them have, you know, whether it's the Usos or Roman have both these titles and you, you got to think of, of ways to get at least one of them off, you know, it would be quite telling. I think maybe if at money in the bank, we have, um, instead of having an intergender, not intergender, sorry, mixed like brands money in the bank, maybe we have a raw money in the bank match and we have a raw, um, and a SmackDown Money in the Bank match, sorry. So we have two... So we do that with both titles, women's and men's. But Roman obviously holds both of those titles. Roman could be in for a very bad night one night if one guy decides to cash in on him for maybe the Universal and right after the other guy cashes in for the WWE title. Or even, you know, so I don't know. There are several ways that, you could get one of these titles off that, Roman if need be. Yeah, that's that's a great concept. I, I like how you're thinking. I mean, I, I like each brand having their own money in the bank match. So it's it's hard to disagree. You, you bring up some uh, very, uh, you know, just fascinating scenarios. But obviously, it depends on <laughs> how it goes, really. But um, you know, there oh, I, I think well, there are several but, but that's ways. Any of us? I mean, that's any of us. Even if we come up with some what we feel is decent ideas, you know, it's easy for us. But that that's the fun about these shows. So yeah. I, I'm like you. I mean. I'm intrigued by where this is going to go. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, I mean, I've got some other theory. I mean, the tag team match, Sammy. Um, so basically what happens is Jimmy gets um, injured. Adam Pearce comes out and says, uh, if you can't continue, you'll forfeit the tag team titles. I didn't know that was a rule. Yeah. I thought if anything, if the matches are no, yeah. if by the time they sort it out, it could have been a count out and they would have retained via count out, you know, championship advantage. But okay. But the, this force is... Um, not forces, but Sammy basically offers his services to help Jay defend the Raw Tag Team titles, which he does. They do it successfully. And I'm like, how much more, many more times are you going to make this poor lad, Sammy Zayn, jump through hoops bloodline? Look at what he's doing now. You know, he not only defend, I thought, I thought. He's proven himself. I mean, he's done everything known to man to do to help him out. But, you know, it's got to be Heyman. and, And like you said, others planting the seeds in Roman's head. Trying to possibly, convince yeah. him, hey, you know, Zane's this turncoat. So, by the way, I want to make, give a shout out quickly to Sokoa, Solo Sokoa, because he was, he went to deliver that uh, that Samoan, Samoan spike, and obviously Jay stops him, which was really cool because six months ago mm-hmm. or four months ago that wouldn't have happened. Jay would have jumped on Sammy and started beating him up as well, probably before you know before um, uh, War Games, but. Um, after that, Solo Solo Sokoa was literally stood there deadpan, like stern, like looking like the big heavy. And even when he goes to leave the ring after Roman does announce that uh, Sammy's not guilty, thanks to Jay putting his own video package together, which is really good. If you haven't seen this, ladies and gents, you need to go and see this segment of Raw from this past week. It's really good. It's a, it's a great segment. It's riveting. I mean, if, if you like just storytelling, even if you're not a wrestling fan, go watch it. 
it, what, what's, what's good about it as well is the fact that if you haven't been following the entire story of the bloodline and the story of Roman and stuff, this kind of recaps it for you from the moment when Sammy was really starting to hang around with them. And it's been going pretty much since July, August time. And we're now in January. So this is how long that story has been going for. Um, yeah, it, it was so successful with Zane's involvement that they had to continue it, from what I understand. A feeling UC shirt, you know, and everything. So it's been, and then the honorary Uso shirt, and it's been really good. So um, whether it ends at WrestleMania, I don't know. Whether it ends by Limits Chamber, I still don't know. But I feel that we are, it's almost like a gangster movie, isn't it? Where I think we're feeling, we're almost getting to that yeah. point. It's, it's almost like if the Godfather, the Samoan Godfather. It's almost yeah. like, you know, Sammy, he's pulling the strings. Heyman's uh, either uh, Robert Duvall's role at Consul Yeti or, you know, Consigliere, however you say it. And, and then, you know, you've got Roman, who's like Marlon Brando or Al Pacino. And, and the Usos are either uh, Sonny or Fredo or maybe, no, Sammy probably needs to be Fredo. But it's, uh, you know, it, you could you could make parallels to movies, uh, even Absolutely, though we're talking yeah. wrestling. That Yeah. So, hey, I, I like it. Uh, think um, of uh, any gangster movie would relate. Carlito's way, uh, does, wh- does, whatever. Of course. Does, do we see the fracture of the bloodline by WrestleMania or bef- just before WrestleMania? I don't know. Um, this leads in quite nicely to Royal Rumble, so we'll start talking about some Royal Rumble, but... Yeah, let, let's do it. But that, that's a good segue, because it yeah. all, yeah, it, right, it all ties in together. Yeah. Um, but in terms of okay, so Cody's Cody's returning. So let's look at the uh, let's look at the men's Royal Rumble quickly. Of um, I do have it open. There we go. So I think I did this list the other day. I don't think it's changed, but I'll do it again quickly to run it down. So the people that are actually in the Rumble as it stands, in the men's Rumble at least: Karrion Cross, Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, Omar, Sheamus, McIntyre, Gunther, Austin Theory, uh, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Ricochet, Kofi Kingston. And Cody Rhodes is making his return. Uh, as so, as I'm looking at this, Sami Zayn is not in the Rumble. But the only two, okay. the only two I can see realistically, I mean, uh, maybe a third, I will say. But the two the top two for me would be Cody, obviously, and maybe, maybe. And, 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 oh, so I'm saying this, look. So I'll give you my four, okay? If the Rock okay. returns, I don't see it. But if the Rock returns, maybe the Rock wins the Rumble. I think there's better ways of doing that. You don't need for the Rock to win the Rumble, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrying Cross, a possibility that would be quite interesting. Um, uh, you know what? That, that was actually I didn't mean to get ahead of you, but that was one of my my sleepers. That was yeah, one yeah, of my picks. One, maybe Carrying Cross. Of mine. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes is, I think, the fan favorite, returning and stuff. But if Sami Zayn enters, because what happened at the end of Raw, Roman said, "Go home, finish tonight off." Don't go anywhere. Don't come to SmackDown. I'll see you at the Rumble, which is where you'll prove your final test. Now, this might only mean him helping him retain the title against Kevin Owens. What if he wants Sammy to be in the Rumble? Maybe Sammy doesn't win the Rumble, but maybe Sammy is a runner-up. I don't know. But in terms of the most popular people at the moment, in terms of regulars who are consistently in the company, it's got to be uh-huh. like carrying cross... Um, Sammy or Cody, McIntyre, yeah, and maybe McIntyre, but like, I, I don't, I don't know that he's going to win it. But you were talking favorites. I mean, he still would be somebody I would consider. 
uh, you know, some you know, one of those stalwarts for them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in the we'll, we'll talk a bit more about the rumble, men's rumble in a moment, but in the women's rumble, the only names that are still on this list. This is actually on WWE.com, so this is actually their you know their own website. Uh, Emma, Zelina Vega, Shayna Baszler, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, and Liv Morgan. Um, allegedly, there was some stuff leaked the other day, and apparently, it's a piece of paper with the winner of the who's going to win the rumble this year for the women's. Um, don't be yeah, funny. I yeah, I could print that off at home and say that I got it from WWE. Don't be so stupid. But um, <laughs> before before I saw that, um, I my the most f- popular woman I think at the moment in terms of the women's division, and this is no disrespect to Charlotte Flair because she's a champion, or Bianca Belair, or even Alexa Bliss, to be fair, or anybody else on the roster. But Rhea Ripley with Judgment Day at the moment, I think, has to be probably the one of the top favorites to win the Rumble this year for the women. Uh, she's got to be. Uh, just think about her momentum with Judgment Day. And, and uh, I think you'd be hard-pressed not to have her as a favorite. I mean, even with surprise entrance, because, I mean, what, what all she's been able to accomplish. I mean, she's she's a, just a superstar, and, and she's somebody they've, they've built around. I mean, to be that potential face of the brand, like a Charlotte, like a Becky, like what you were saying, great examples there. And I do see it uh, with all due respect. I don't see Liv or Raquel. I mean, I, I would even put her up there, but I just don't see it with Raquel or, or LeRae or Baszler or Vega or Emma. And we don't have the full list yet, but yeah, of course, automa- automatically, like you said, Rhea Ripley's name is, stands out. Yeah. Uh, according to this leaked piece of paper, Rhea Ripley is going to win the Rumble, and apparently the runner-up is going to be Liv Morgan. This is some dude. I, you know, I could make a list of things, Ty, and say, yeah, this is who's <laughs> going to win the Rumble. And apparently, it's from WWE and all this BS. So I'm like, I'm not buying it. Um, it might be true, I don't know, but I'm not buying this piece of paper that some dude's got some, you know, a leaked picture from WWE. If that is a genuinely yeah, leaked thing then there's going to be some heads freaking being fired. <laughs> oh, there, there's going to be jobs lost. But yeah, I, I find it hard pressed that he had sources or connections with WWE. Uh, and that kind of information would get out there. That that just don't seem plausible. If they find, if it's genuine and they find out who did it, they are not going to be working for WWE much longer. No, <laughs> uh, you might as well be looking for some other line of work because you, you will be on the, uh, the firing line for sure. Uh, something confidential that's, you know, special to the creative process and to a, such a big event like a Royal Rumble that's historic, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Your, your future's not looking too good. I hope you found uh, some other line of work is all I got to say. I love the Royal Rumble as a whole, to be fair. I love the Royal Rumble match. I've been watching old ones back and stuff and just uh, reliving some great moments. Um, and hopefully we'll, you know, we've got a lot of names for the men's. We haven't got many names for the women's at the moment. So we could see a couple and, and of NXT. Probably, yeah, probably. Uh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. But, you know, NXT and SmackDown, I, I wonder if we'll get more names revealed there. And, and once again, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. But I, I, I'm disagreeing with you. I, I think we'll, <laughs> more will be revealed. But it's uh, th- that that's a funny thing, folks. So, you know, with being audio, it, we're just both so excited. So my my apologies. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I think it, it'll be fun. What? 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 There we go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Benny's doing so cool. Like, hey, when's this guy gonna be quiet? Okay, Steve, tell him what. Let me Here talk to you. Let me talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, late night. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> boy, that was a bad one. Uh, and yeah, our where's bo- LA night? We need him. And our, and our boss man. Hey yo, 
There we go. So, um, yeah. Yeah, um, love, love boss man. Yeah. But no, go ahead. Because yeah, I, yeah. I was just getting intrigued myself when you were bringing up these uh, great points. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Royal Rumble. I mean, what's one of your favorites uh, since we're on the topic? Um, for a long time, 2001 was one of my favorites. And it still is. Don't get me wrong. Um, I like the, I think it was 2016 when AJ Styles debuted. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a cool moment. But um, do you know what? Um, the 2020 Raw Rumble was one of my favorites in recent years with the Edge returning, McIntyre winning, Brock dominating for a while. The crowd response when Brock got eliminated. Edge returning was freaking amazing. Never thought I'd see that after he retired. Um, so, yeah, I think probably 2001 and 2020 are the two that I uh, definitely go to to um, to relive. You know? Yeah. Those are great picks. I mean, it's hard to go wrong. I, I tend to go old school a little bit. I, I even liked 88, even though it it doesn't get as much hop. It was the inaugural one. But, you know, hey, hats on Jim Duggan was, I think, the first winner. And then Ric Flair winning 92. You know, 92 yeah, yeah. Rumble was pretty cool. Yeah. So, Mate, there's so I, many, I kinda, there's so I, many Rumble I, moments. Uh, Foley coming in yeah. as his alter egos oh, yes. and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's so many moments, you know. Perfect. Yeah. Three faces of Foley. And... and if I ever enter, I want to do that where it's the three faces <laughs> of uh, I'll just eliminate myself and let you guys have at it. So there we you go. Could be the, we could replace your image with Drew Carey in the 2001, you know. There, there you go, Drew Carey. I, I could do the uh, the celebrity uh, part <laughs> of it where I, I get choke slammed or it, it doesn't take long. Just uh, just send me over the top rope. I'll be happy. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, let's get into some picks. And we haven't done this for a while, or at least it feels like we had a bit of a break over Christmas, obviously. But we have had no yeah, pay-per-views, yeah, so yeah. we haven't done this since. What was, what was the last pay-per-view then? So War Games, wasn't it? I think it was the last time we did uh, uh, yeah, War Games was. Yeah, so I'm pumped, man. It's been a while. And you're beating me as well. You are ahead of me by one. No, I think you're beating me 2-0 or 3-0 or whatever. I need to look back. And, I, didn't want, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, I think that's... <laughs> well, that's you know, it. but as I was saying earlier on one of the side rants earlier, um, you know, when we get to Money in the Bank, this that'll be the uh, start of Season 2 of In the Corner. Um, so we'll be gone a full year by then. So we'll restart it then. But you are definitely ahead of me. I think you beat me on. So because when we when you came on, what was the first one we did? Extreme Rules. It had to be Extreme Rules because that's when Bray came back. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's the first one. So you, you've got Tom Benny, and you know I, I've got to try to you know hold on to this uh, <laughs> these winnings and and be the champion as long as possible because um, you know when you're the champion everybody's gunning for you. They they want to you know. I definitely know you did Extreme Rules with myself. So um, I think that was the first one. I think that was it. Yeah, and then I think we've done um, so. Clash of the Castle was after the fact, wasn't it? So let me just look at the list. Yeah, Clash of the Castle, and uh, if there is a list of things. So let's have a look. Yeah. So you came on board. Um, oh, hang on. Did you? Was it? No. It was Extreme Rules, wasn't it? So Clash of the Castle. Uh, was actually before Extreme Rules, so um, that's know. true. And after, probably, I probably wasn't uh, joining you for the Clash of the Castle. Well, I, I'm sure you did a fantastic job on that review and preview, <laughs> though. So I need to. Well, we've had. I, I, well, let's say you did Extreme Rules because I'll double check in the archive. It may have been Clash of the Castle. I'm not sure. I think that may have been actually Sai because Sai actually went. So you started at Extreme Rules and you beat me at Extreme Rules, Crown Jewel, and Survivor Series, mate. So you are actually three nil up at the moment when it comes to um, picks and <laughs> and stuff like that. So you are you are beating well, me three nil at the moment. 
you know, what, what can I say? I, you know, I, I can't help it creative. I slipped them some things and, you know, there you uh, go. Mate, you, you win it, mate. Just brag, man. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, t- no, I'll, I'll, I'll brag. I, I've been bragging. I, you know, I, I try <laughs> to be nice, but no, if you want me to brag and go brag, full man, hill, brag for God's yes, sake. I, I, I am the champion. You know, it's, it's going to take Benny and, and everybody that's a part of this network uh, a long time to take me down because I, I elevate people. They they don't elevate me. Come on. Yeah, Steve Steve Austin, uh, Tyler is winning. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah even Stone Cold. If I've got Stone Cold to to agree, even by saying what, then I, I must be onto something good. <laughs> well, I'm going to get some uh, tips from uh, from LA Knight. I think. Let me talk to you, so he can give me some tips. Anyway, let's get on with it. Um, <laughs> these are going to be quite hard because there's two matches here, which is obviously uh, both you know women's and men's rumble match. That's quite a hard one to predict in itself, to mm-hmm. be honest. So, but we'll, we'll go for Very it. Very difficult. I've never guessed a winner before, to be honest, in a rumble. Not in this style. Um, right, so as it stands, according to WWE.com, the, as of now, the, we've got the Mountain Dew pitch black match, uh, women's Royal Rumble, men's Royal Rumble, uh, the Raw Women's Championship match, uh, the Undisputed uh, Universal Championship. So those are the matches we're going to try and guess because there might be another two on here, I reckon, before the night, the end of the night. But... No, that's what's been announced as of now as we sit here recording. So, um, gotcha. We'll start with Belair versus Alexa Bliss. Let's fire through these. Uh, who do you think is Belair going to retain or is Alexa going to become the new Raw Women's Champion? Yeah, Belair's retaining. I, I think it, it's too early for Alexa right now. Um, slightly annoying, but I'm going to go the same not that because uh, you know if i get it right it's a point each so it doesn't really make, make any difference but i'm gonna go <laughs> Belair. um i think there's more to come from alexa i think this may be the start of something possibly with bray being around at the same show i don't know that but for a fact but i feel like this is the starting point for what's going on there is a bit disappointing. yeah i do too that's the motivating factor and uh, bianca's just on a tear I, I i see her taking that to at least wrestlemania okay cool um Let's do the uh, Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. That's one of the only other matches that doesn't involve everybody else. So, um, to be totally honest, I think we're both going to pick the same person here. But it's going to be it's going to be unless we have um, outside interference, maybe by Uncle Howdy or Alexa or another character from the Firefly Funhouse or something. Maybe Uncle Howdy would be more more obvious. Um, or a Mountain Dew, you know, a, a soft Dew, drink, but, you know, us, yeah, yeah. A, a big bottle might come out of nowhere and smack him in the head. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm going Bray Wyatt to be honest. Um, I love what he said on SmackDown with the Firefly Funhouse, and you know, you've opened. I like the fact that he said you've opened the door to LA Knight, and you you have to deal with what comes through with it. Although he was speaking to LA Knight in that moment, I feel like he mm-hmm. was speaking to us as the fans. You've opened the door. It's going to be on you what comes through it, basically. You're going to have to deal what comes through the door. So although it was directed at LA Knight, I feel like it was directed at us fans a little bit as well. <laughs> so and, and Interesting take. I, yeah, d- didn't think it. Wow, you're enlightening me. Yeah, may- maybe we're at fault for what's ahead of LA Knight. Quite possibly. That's true. Quite possibly. Well, I'm going, yeah. to go, I'm going to go Bray Wyatt for the win. Um, I assume you're going the same because that would be the most obvious. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Bray, and I, I really enjoy LA Knight, but it's, I just don't see Bray losing, especially it's when it's his first match back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I agree. Um, I, I like LA Knight. He's up and running. The, the you know the let me let me talk to you. that stuff going on, and the uh, yeah, and oh, all that perfect. kind of stuff is um, yeah, is uh, 
it is really good, isn't it? So, um, uh, yeah. it's tremendous. So at the moment, there's nothing to separate us, to be honest, in terms of the the uh, the predictions. Because um, we're, we're put... talking about it getting scary, we're agreeing too much. Yeah, my yeah. goodness. But in terms of uh, we'll go before we go to the rumble matches because that's what it's all about for me. I know the undisputed titles on the line. But the Royal Rumble matches are, 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 is it for me. This is what I'm tuning in for Saturday night. This is what I'm staying up for. I'm going to be irritable and tired on Sunday. But this is what I'm staying up for as a Rumble. So, um, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Who have you got? Roman retains. Kevin Owens wins. What are you thinking? Uh, I've got Roman retaining. I, I know there could be a lot of different factors to maybe take uh, the belts off Roman, even for Royal Rumble, but I just don't see it just because we're close to WrestleMania. I, I just think, I think for the Royal Rumble winner, you've got to make it the stakes even higher and bigger, and that's why I range, That's why I have him retaining the both the belts, the, I mean, the I, championship as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but I see Roman holding on to the title through WrestleMania at the moment. Right now, as I sit here talking to you, I don't see him losing it at Mania either. I could be wrong on that. Let's see how things develop over the next couple of months. But it's possible, though. Yeah. I mean, he's had such an impressive run that's when a couple of years they they may extend it. I mean, of course. Yeah. So he could still have those belts after Mania. Right, because the obviously it's going to be quite difficult with the women's because there isn't many names. Um, sort of uh put forward so for the this is going to do, going to do something a bit different here tyler i will um we'll do the women's um rumble match first but um based on the names we know about that's the only problem that's the only time we don't know yeah that, um, that, that's what makes it hard but yeah we'll just have to guess the best we can yeah. uh i'm gonna make two separate lists here and basically i will give you three potential winners because obviously the royal rumble i'm not going to say just pick one i'm going to give you three that you think will possibly win All the right. women's rumble because i think that's a, probably a fair way of doing it because that gives us at least i know we could probably do a sheet of like who just the winner but you need to i think like i said we don't know who's going to be in the rumble in terms of the women there's the men's has filled out a little bit i think there's only one two three four five six seven eight nine ten there's actually 15 so half the rumble has been filled for the men's so we've only got 15 spots left Whereas the women's, we've got two, four, six, seven. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Quite a difference. Yeah, absolutely. So who do you think, rumble-wise? Uh, For the women, sorry. Rhea, yeah, Rhea Ripley is one of my favorites. Now, if I've got choices, uh, you know, I don't know the other options. But I, I'm going, I think I've got to go Rhea out of this list so far. If I had more names, it, it would make it, it would change up my answer. But I don't know. I just feel this may be Rhea's year. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going to put Rhea on my list as well. Um, to be honest with you, it's so hard to pick anybody off this list apart from Rhea Ripley. Um, I've always been a big fan of hers. I know it hasn't gone completely swimmingly in terms of some of the stuff that she's been doing, but I am going to stick... Um, I'm going to put Liv Morgan on there. I know, I don't think she will, but I'm going to put Liv Morgan on my list. Um, uh, the list that's, that's here in front of me... Voice. We've got Emma, Zelina Vega, Shayna Baszler, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, and Liv Morgan. So, I mean, you can, don't have to pick from that list. If you think somebody's going to enter that might win it that isn't on this list so far, by all means, um, by all means, chuck it in there. That, that's who I'm thinking. And see, Rousey, 
I'm I'm wondering because that could change the complexion, as they say. Is does she enter? But I, I still see Rhea even winning it, even if yeah, she yeah, were exactly. to be involved. Uh, it makes it so tough because even it, I'm thinking that surprise entrants don't normally, unless it's they're currently going to add anything, you know, because a lot of the legends will come back, maybe have a match, and that's cool. But I don't see they shouldn't, you know, win the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So that, that's another factor. So I, I'm even trying to ponder. You know, I like Raquel. And I, I could see them maybe going that direction or maybe like said, Liv Morgan, you know, you got Candice LeRae, you got, you got Vega, M and Baszler. I, I just don't see it for those three with all due respect, but LeRae possibly, uh, you know, Rodriguez even, if, if not Rhea Ripley going by the list, if you're wanting to go with new, then Rodriguez could be a, a potential candidate. You know, I, I don't know that. With uh, Bailey, though, Becky Lynch or Charlotte, you always got to factor them in as well, just because they're the big stars, the the headliners. Uh, I, this one is, is very, tough, uh, tough, definitely tough. very confusing. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> it's like when, when you get Rhea Ripley, I think, well, that's a sure, sure chance. But then you, you know, you got Rodriguez so far in the confirmed name. See, we don't have enough entrance that fill their list enough to get a better pitcher idea. But yeah, I, I still think Rhea's got a better chance, even if the, even if we don't see the full list. There's something about Rhea, even though that was leaked and that may be just a, a wild guess, I could see WWE going that way. In terms of what's been happening on telly and what she's been doing with the Judgment Day and stuff, for me, it's almost like it makes sense. So, but whether you know whether it happens is a different thing. So, I've yeah, re- we'll see. I've got uh, Rhea for you, Ronda and Raquel. Is that you happy with your three picks there? Yeah, well, I'm I'm just gonna go out on a limb and then pick those three. Okay, I'm actually uh, so I've gone Rhea and Liv because um, you know I like those two. I was actually now I know she's out doing other things, and I know I'm torn. I'm gonna go and complete and utter ran not randomer, but someone who's not in the company. I'm torn between Sasha Banks and Mandy. Now, I don't know this full extent of what Mandy's suspension is. I know, I know why or allegedly what for. Um, but I don't maybe necessarily see her coming back this now. But could we see Sasha Banks return, to be honest? I know she's in doing stuff. I think she's in Japan at the moment, isn't she doing stuff? Yeah, she's uh, doing stuff with New Japan. You know, here's the interesting thing. We don't know the uh, logistics of that deal. It may be it may leave the door open for her to, to uh make an appearance at Royal Rumble and maybe she could still fulfill dates for New Japan and wrestle for WWE because you know Carl Anderson had to do that. So it's it's very possible that a Banks is not out of the question to uh enter the Royal Rumble and that would would be a surprise just because no one how she left and that would still get a reaction and, and knowing that new Japan appeal from that audience, they would be interested. Could we see the forbidden door as they say? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm actually going to change live to Bailey. I know she's not, uh, if she's in the rumble, I'm going to change live to Bailey. Actually, no offense to live. I'm a massive fan of hers, but I'm going to change live to Bailey. Um, I'm even thinking of changing Sasha to Becky. But we've had Becky do it before. Not to say she couldn't do it again. I just don't know whether that's her road at the moment, you know? Because there's more yeah, stuff going me, on with me Bailey. Neither. 
So yeah, de- depending on the storyline, but yeah, but who, who knows? But, this is the big what if uh, yeah, these yeah. Warrior Rumble matches, but we all adore them. That that's what makes them so exciting. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Rhea Bailey and Sasha. I know that Sasha's probably an, an absolute like pipe dream, but what I'm thinking is Bailey could win the Rumble, so she's now set herself up for Mania. Maybe Becky, maybe Elimination Chamber. They have a women's match for the title, which then makes it so it's Bailey versus Becky at WrestleMania. Maybe I don't know, um, mm-hmm. but that would be quite cool to see. To be honest, the way the story's going at the moment, that would make you know we've got a few months for Mania. We've got time to set that up, as far as I can tell. But we could both be wrong. I think Rhea is probably the favorite. To be honest, I think it's quite easily to say that, mate. To be fair, isn't it? Yeah, it's just just the way they're the momentum that's behind her with Judgment Day. You said it, and and just everything's kind of aligning as far as Rhea too. We're we're starting to see this could be her big moment to, uh, you know, that will propel her career even farther. Because she's only had that WrestleMania match when she was still in NXT against Charlotte when it was still the pandemic. This would give her that moment with the audience for Royal Rumble and the opportunity to uh, main event and and headline or at least be in the women's title pitcher for Mania. So think about what that could do for her. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, In terms of the men's, it's not any easier. I know we've got a bigger list, but there's still at least 15 other participants that we don't know about, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I'll give you my first one straight away. I assume yours is probably going to be the same. Um, But Cody Rhodes, I assume. Cody Rhodes is mine, my first pick to win the Rumble. That makes absolute sense. Yeah, Cody Rhodes is hard not to choose just because knowing his injury, the time off, and and who knows what the plans were originally before he got hurt, you know, because he he got the big push at Mania, taking on Seth and having their trilogy and – and getting to, you know, have some matches on Raw. So, you know, you'd be hard-pressed not to pick Cody Rhodes. A- another name I'm going with is, you know, I, you see, you kind of led to it, and, and we both agreed, Karrion Cross. A- yeah. As far as the names, what we have. Yeah, of course. I don't it's, know that, again, that you hard, wouldn't sneak. It's hard to pick, isn't it, when you don't have the whole, and it would still be hard it, no, it, with it all is, 30. But, but Karrion Cross, yeah, yeah. Karen Cross is someone though who could be that sleeper though. That, that I'm trying to think of it in that vein too. He could be somebody you, you don't expect that could, or at least he could be a runner-up if nothing else. So I don't know, uh, but yeah, Cody's got to be up there. Uh, a lot of people say maybe Lesnar, maybe you know, is going to enter. Maybe it'll be Lashley, even though his name's not showing up. You know, you think of Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre, Strowman. Uh, Escobar, I, I like him. I just don't see him. That would be a favorite if it was me. But in this kind of match, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's got to be a guy that's had a little bit more time. And I don't know. I, I think Seth Rollins, I'll take it back. I, I like Austin Theory uh, also. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like this guy. So, you know, I, I got to change up my picks a little bit. I, I like Cody, and, and as much as I like Karen Cross. I don't know. You got Theory and Rollins, both those guys. To me, it's kind of hard to not pick both of yeah, them. Absolutely, uh, could yeah. be could be winners potentially. I mean, if The Rock enters the Rumble, let's assume he's going to win it. So you know, we're both that'll be like our fourth unofficial pick. Because if The Rock does turn up, the way it's been played out, everybody reckons it's going to be Rock versus Roman at Mania. So, but I mean, yeah. in terms of our third pick on the men's, I will allow, is we won't really have three, we'll have four picks for the men if you want. 
So, I mean, I mean, I, I, Austin Theory is a good shout. Obviously, don't forget Gunther's in there as well. Uh, Seth Rollins that, is a good show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? Gunther, Sheamus, McIntyre. There, there's a lot of good talent, even with the 15 names. And Kofi, you know, I don't, I don't see him winning, but he could definitely survive and, and be in yeah. there. You know, I mean, for my third pick, if he does enter, I'm going to put Sammy in because again, we don't know if he's going to turn up. Oh, basically. Sammy. Yeah, that that would be good. Um, uh, you know, that's right because the name's not right in front of us, so it's kind of hard not to. To remember that, hey, Sami Zayn, what well, if he my, could do it? For my ultimate, uh, one of my, uh, I say ultimate, one of my, so you can have you can have four picks, by the way, mate, for these, but I'm going to throw Theory in there as, a, that, as an outsider. That, that's who I was going with. Yeah, I was oh, going to okay. throw him in mind. I'm throwing Rollins. I don't know whether, I hate to count out Lashley. I just don't know that he needs it. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about Rock and stuff. I mean, what do you think the chance of Steve Austin turning up in the Rumble this year? You see, that's the thing. That's true. Uh, everybody's talking Rod, but maybe Stone Cold makes the surprise entrant. I mean, I mean, and, you Rock know, versus Roman. You never know. Rock versus Roman box office. Roman versus Austin box office. It's but whether it happens is a different thing. But is it going to be the most technical match of all time? No, but it would be a, it would be Rock Hogan. You know hype. You know, it would be that level. Yeah, it, it would be where you could have that dream match without it having to be this five star contest. It, a lot of times they didn't even need to hit a lot of moves. It, it was listening to the audience, the crowd, Absolutely, and that, yeah. that electricity Gorilla Monsoon would talk about. So, no, you're on to something. Hey, maybe Austin Reigns, maybe Rock Reigns, maybe it's Cody and Reigns if he wins. It's, you know, maybe Seth or Austin Theory or if Brock wins, maybe does Brock get it? But we've just seen it so much. But did they go back to it? If I, I just don't want to see it, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Of course. I mean, huh. So you're going Cody, Karrion Cross, Seth. Did you say Theory? Yeah, I said Theory. Okay, Theory. Okay, cool. That, and so, I think that's four, so I don't want to go over my limit to, to show you I'm four, following yeah. the rule. So yeah, I, don't yeah. wanna... I just thought it might be nice because, again, we don't know all of them. I mean, we could have gone four on the on the women's if you want to, to be honest. we've got You've got Rhea, Ronda, and Raquel. I've got Rhea, Bailey, and Sasha. Um, the only one I would add to the name, if you allow it, would be for me would be Becky. If you want to do four for the women as well, yeah, uh, yeah, Becky's a great choice, and Bailey too, and, and Charlotte. I think. Well, Charlotte's the SmackDown Women's Champion, so. Yeah, that, that's true. She's not going to be in there, but in theory, I'll tell you, she probably wouldn't be in there. But it's not stopped people before, has it? So you never know. No, that, that's true. They're, they're both valid uh, points. I liked how you brought up Bailey, though. I, I, I don't mind Becky in that spot, but what if Bailey did win? Do you want me to put Bailey in for you? Yeah, just put her in there. I okay, mean, cool. we're, it's all cool. on the whelm anyways with these guests. Of, so. of course it is. We both think Rhea's going to win it, I think, overall. but So you've got Rhea, Ronda, Raquel, and Bailey. I've got Rhea, Bailey, Sasha. <laughs> that would be amazing if she did come back. Uh, and Becky. <laughs> it would be. It would be an amazing. I mean, think about it. Every Everybody's expecting something different. All of a sudden, you hear that music, and then you... Instead, of, I don't know if it's Mercedes Monet, but it's Sasha. And, you know, either way, <laughs> yeah, a, either way, yeah, would either be cool way, to see. Her. Either way, it's going to be cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, in terms maybe of the, she, she can come back as that new character. Maybe that's that's what we need to think of. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah. In terms of the other matches on the card that have been announced, as we sit here, we've gone for the same ones. So the one that's going to define it is probably going to be the Rumble. But we, we both. <laughs> got similar picks again so this could be a complete draw which makes it so you're still winning basically but yeah I've, you've got Cody Karrion Cross, Seth and Theory I've also got Cody and Karrion Cross. 
but the only two that one that's different between our two lists is I've got Sammy, uh, possibly. Uh, it, again, if yeah, one of the that, that's know. a great choice because who knows, Sammy? You know, like you were saying with Roman Reigns, he was trying to tell him, "I don't want to see it a rumble." Well, what if he shows up in the rumble? Well, he wants to, no. He doesn't want to see him in SmackDown. He wants to. He wants to have his final test at the Rumble, and it's either, like mm-hmm. I said, it's either going to be a case of help him retain the title, or you need to enter the Rumble, and I want you to win it. Maybe I don't know whether Sammy wins it is a different thing, but um, cool, man. Well, that's all of the picks, mate. Um, wow, a mammoth show for the Rumble. I hope you all enjoy it. It, it, um, it is, yeah. We we went long, but for the right reasons, man. Absolutely. A lot going on. Uh, join me on uh, Saturday afternoon-ish for the SmackDown review, look back and show, and maybe some last points before we get to the Rumble. Uh, Tyler, always a pleasure talking to you. Let us know where we can find well, you, thank you. Where we can find your uh, stuff, I'm man. At, yeah, where you can find me. I'm at Dustin Tyler 86. I'm the in the corner world heavyweight champion, is what I should have said. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on SJP World Media with this great guy who. Uh, He's going to have to acknowledge me. It may be a draw, but I, I'm feeling like my cards will be good. And uh, no, I'm, I'm teasing. I can't even be a heel. I'm, I'm too nice of a guy. But he, he's a great guy. Been, you know, in the corner, uh, the Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast, Wrestle Buddy, Geek Buddy, the whole list, Uncensored Wrestling Podcast, Standing Strong with Wade Lamars, uh, Back When with uh, Scottish Danny, and the great Benny Mac, who challenges me every time. And he, he's coming after my belt, folks. <laughs> I, I want to get a belt made. It'd be so cool to get one made. But there we go. Uh, you know, not to not not to steal the gimmick from RSH. By the way, uh, that's what they do over there. I love the I love that idea. It's freaking amazing. Uh, and I love that show. We we need to shout them out as well. That Absolutely. that's somebody else. I'm glad you mentioned them. Uh, yes. Follow this show at in the corner WWE on Twitter. Email the show at in the corner w uh, sorry in the corner WWE at gmail dot com. Follow my personal Twitter at Benny Mac B E Triple M Y M A C K. Tyler, I'll see you next Wednesday and when we talk some Rumble and some Raw and see who got the right picks. I suppose although they are very yeah. similar, so. Yeah, they're similar, and we'll see who uh, walks out the champion, or maybe it's just a draw. But it's going to be fun regardless, way, and I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, thank you to everybody. Um, oh, hang on a minute. We've got a, we've got a technical glitch here straight away. I just realized I need to plug that in. There we go. Let's play the music. There we are. What? There we go. Right. So thank you very much for listening to the show. Very much appreciate it. We are here on SJP World Media Wednesday and Sundays most of the time. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday for some more In the Corner talk. And we'll see Tyler there as well. Tyler, again, once again, thank you very much for coming on the show. And I'll see you. You're very welcome. And we'll see you all next, uh, well, I'll see you guys on Saturday for some SmackDown stuff. And I'll see the rest of you on Wednesday after the Rumble and after Raw. See you again very soon.